Well, g'day Mount Clear Church of Christ. Here we are for something a little bit different. Uh, I have with me our good friend, uh, Mike Skews, who also happens to be uh, a wonderful counsellor of, of mine and of Mel and I's and for men, probably many of you that are watching today. And it's really good to have you with us. Thanks. Good to be here. Absolutely. Uh, we thought it would be really good as a church family just to get Mike to come in and to speak to us, you know, particularly in the, in the situation that we're in at the moment with COVID-19, isolation, self-isolation, uh, people suffering with loneliness uh, and depression because they're just becoming anxious at home, all sorts of stuff. How do we as Christians, as people, how do we deal with that? And my understanding is Mike's been dealing with a lot of that of late. <laughs> So we've got him in so we can have a chat together, we can have a discussion, and all being well, by the end of it, we'll come away with some, some tools, some thoughts, some ideas that will probably make us better prepared uh, in going forward. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Awesome. So I'm just going to quickly pray, Mike. Yep. Um, Father, we just pray that you would have your way today, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, Father, that the words that are shared are just, Lord, words from your throne room that are words of wisdom to help us and to keep us and to prosper us as we journey through this season uh, in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm. So um, some people have found, Mike, <laughs> this season really quiet. Um, others have found it really busy. Um, how have you found it? Um, busy. Busy? Yeah. How so? Well, unfortunately, in times like these is when people find that the pressure mounts up and they need some outlet for it and counsellors are often the case for that. They would be. And I have been. Yeah. Mm. Which um, is okay, I'm not complaining. Different parts of the state, etc. Yeah, all over. Yeah. Yeah, all over. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I know in, in your work, and you've been, you've been working with people for, for many years now, mm. uh, longer than I, I've been in, in, in pastoral work, uh, do you find that people are coming to you, just professionals are coming to you for advice yeah. at all as well? Yeah. That as well, yeah. which, which is really encouraging actually because what it shows is the stigma of people talking to a, another professional mm. is waning. It's getting less and less and people are realising that despite the fact they might be in a profession, they still need to be able to talk to someone outside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, look, I've got a couple of questions for us and to help lead us. Um, and all being well, <laughs> you'll be able to answer. Uh, un unlike normal interview situations where people would give the person that they're interviewing uh, the questions in advance so they can prepare, uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're just going to go cold and see where God leads us. So... Uh, what, do, what do you think are some of the greatest challenges people are actually facing, uh, particularly now in this COVID-19 season? Well, I think the, the obvious one is isolation from friends, from family, from their church fellowship as well, right? And as a consequence of that, that affects people in all sorts of ways. It affects them emotionally. Um, they don't get the same encouragement. Just looking at a screen, I'm not complaining about a screen, it's the best we can do under the circumstances, so let's do it. But it's not the same as being in the room with someone, the same as me doing Zoom counselling with someone, yeah. it's not the same as being in the room. Yeah. So isolation is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've, the language that we've used here at, at Mount Clear has been, though we are probably more connected now than ever before, there is less community 
than before. And so how do we, in a season where we are connected, electronically connected, how do we create a sense of belonging and worth and value um, where people know that they're part of a family when we're physically detached, you know? Um, and it's been a really difficult one to work through, to be yeah, honest. It certainly is. It's certainly hard for families under those circumstances. Yeah, as well. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although, I would say though, just to be a bit of a protagonist, um, <laughs> common oneness yeah. is what community really is. Yeah. Common, commune, yeah. unity, oneness, we're all in the same thing. Yeah. So the Victorian government's got it right, or the Australian government's got it right, we're all in this together. No one is exempt from this. This yeah. hasn't just come on people who deserve it. It's gone people who don't deserve it. Yeah. None of us deserve yeah. this, yeah, right? Totally. So we're all in this together. Yeah. And I think the best thing we can do is follow the guidelines as best we can yeah. because we only got to look at how many numbers are down mm -hmm. in Australia compared to other places. We have done really, really well. Yeah. And all thanks to some good guidance for some people up above, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know that for a lot of us here, we've been thanking the Lord, um, whichever way you go politically and how you vote, but we've been thanking the Lord that we do have a, a leader, a prime minister, uh, that has faith for us, uh, that we can pray that he would be led by God, led by the Holy Spirit, and also we've been praying that he would actually seek advice uh, from those areas, from the Lord, from through his faith, etc. You know? Um, some of the questions that are here, Melanie's put together because she just thinks better, better than me in, in some of those areas. But in relation to the people that are face, you know, the challenges people are facing, um, you suggested that we should abide by the, you know, the laws that are in place. But is there other advice that you would yeah. give, you know, in, to those people? Yeah, there certainly is, Andrew. I think one of the big things is, like I was saying, it's really hard because we don't have the same physical contact with people. And as much as we might not say, so I'm not going hugging Andrew all the time because he half crushes me every time we do. No, that's not true. But the truth is we miss that contact with people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so one of the things I've been encouraging people to do is hug more. Yeah. Right? The people that you can have contact with, hug more. Yeah. Your kids, hug them more. Your spouse, hug them more. Your partners, hug them more. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be afraid to actually give that physical contact because it's really important. You know, I know your kids will go, oh, Dad, get away, leave me alone. <laughs> They'll do that at times. But you know what? They need it because was, they miss was, being with their friends. That's what Melanie does. That's, oh, right. <laughs> well, see, she's got the rhythms, eh? <laughs> she's probably thinking, why are you hugging me? What do you want? Oh... <laughs> uh, to, to people whose lives have become busier, not slower in this season, um, how, how can they ensure some of their own self-care? You know, that's, that's a really important one. And just before I come here, I was on um, a session with some people and one of the things there was exactly that. How do we slow this down? And it comes back to the individuals, right? We're, the, the normal things, like I said to the guy, what do you normally do? And he said, I normally go to the gym, but I can't go to the gym. Okay, so what are you doing about it? He said, well, I haven't done anything. I've just slept in longer. Well, okay, that's good to get extra sleep. We need sleep because one of the best things about fighting any virus is to get sleep. That's important. We know that. But you also need to go to the gym. Well, you can't go to the gym. So what, what are you doing about exercise? You've only got to look on some of the clips on TikTok and all the rest of whatever they are. Instagram yeah. things that people oh, use, how they're coming up with innovative ways of doing exercise at home, you know, lifting shopping baskets, 
um, detergents on the end of broomsticks like this, you know. We can make a gym, we can do stuff at home that will give us exercise. We've just got to have the willpower to do yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Sit the family down. I'm, one of the guys earlier this morning said we've been going for a ride with our family on a bike and we've never done that before. And I think that's great, mm. you know? But that's the kind of thing we need to do. Think outside the box. This is not normal, yeah. right? So we have to do abnormal things. And it may mean, like one person who said to me on Friday, I don't get home till nine o'clock at night. And I said, well, what do you do then? He said, well, it takes me about three hours to unwind. I said, so what do you do? And he said, I sit down and turn on Netflix. I said, so what do you do about exercise? And he said, that time of night, I'm not going to exercise. I said, well, what about if you put your joggers on and went for a run? That I'm not going to go out in the dark at that time of night. And I said, well, my understanding is you don't live too far from a park. And he said, no, I don't. And I said, well, that's floodlit, isn't it? And he said, there's a running track. And he said, yeah, what are you getting at? And I said, well, that time of night, what? And he said, well, I suppose I could, but I'd be alone. I said, but when you normally ran in the daytime, you went alone? Yeah. I said, so what's the problem? Are you scared of being mugged? And he said, well, no, of course I'm not scared You're of being scared. mugged. It's not scared of being mugged. You're scared of the dark. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing. We need to think outside yeah, of the box. Yeah. And we've got to take care of ourselves. There's no good expecting our partner yeah. to take care of us. We've got to do the care for ourselves. So if we normally did exercise or we don't, we've got to find ways to do it. Yeah. Right? And if that means in the back shed, putting a bike on some rollers, do it. Could you build something like that? No. <laughs> No, I just seen some people's garage, and they, that's what they had. They showed me on their, what do you call it? Live chat? Yeah, yeah, Zoom, that'll do. Zoom, something like that, yes. Um, on, uh, on Mother's Day recently, the sermon that um, we did for our church was with Melanie, but also with um, Pastor Kaz, Carolyn Jurisic from the living room in, in Torquay and, um, and Melton. Mm. And one of the things they actually discussed, similar to this whole, the exercise and what can we do, how do we self-care, how do we wind down, one of the things that they discovered in, while they were talking was some people have actually become busier, and particularly they were talking to mums now that are homeschooling and doing yeah. all that sort of stuff, that they came into this season with an expectation that, well, I may actually now be able to have more time with God. Uh, and they've found, in fact, that they've it's... They've got less time. They've got less yeah, time. Yeah. And so a lot of their discussion um, on Mother's Day was around, well, what can we do, yeah. you know, as women, as people in this busy time, to be able to etch out some extra time yeah, with God, yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's where I believe, as a couple, we need to be communicating about, okay, what do you need? And, okay, so if you need 10 minutes, I'll, get, I'll look after the kids while you do that 10 minutes or whatever you need, you know, yeah. for that period of time. Don't be afraid to communicate. Like, you may not have done it like this before. Probably haven't. Yeah. But let's make an effort to do it now. Yeah. I think you um, said just, just earlier, you said, this is not normal. Yeah. Um, and there was something that I'd heard from a politician, uh, not here in Australia, but I, I, I love the comeback in a, a reporter had, had, had motioned, had, had asked a question. It was something along the lines of, well, what will the new normal be? Mm. And this particular politician just snapped back in, in a moment and said, new normal? No, no, there won't be a new normal. We're working to get back to normal. Mm. You know, and I, I loved his positive way of thinking to say, we're not creating something brand new that we're going to have to live with. Mm. We're getting through a season so that we can come back to what we are accustomed to, yeah. you know? 
So I like the I, I like the just the fact that you said this is not normal. Yeah, it's yeah. not normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and nor will it remain. Mm. <laughs> In Jesus' name, yeah. sooner rather than later. Well, the word of God tells us that all these things will come to an end. They will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say to parents trying to work and homeschool? What wisdom can you offer? Um, that's a very conversation I had with people just before I come here. Um, it's really important in this time to actually be kind to yourself and to your kids. Yeah. Right. First of all, most parents aren't teachers. Right. And for those parents who have always questioned what teachers do at school, now you know. Okay? Now you know that they deserve their holidays. Now you know that they don't get home at 3.30, 4 o'clock. They're there till all hours. And when they do get home, they've still got stacks of stuff to do. That's what it's like. So you need to be kind to yourself. Number, the second thing, the second thing is, the first thing is be kind to yourself. The second thing is be kind to your kids. But the third thing is lower the expectation. You're not going to get everything done that you were going to be able to get done before because you've got extra things on your plate. So be realistic. You're not going to get everything done. Leave it till tomorrow. It'll still be there. Believe you me, you're not going anywhere. It'll still be there tomorrow, okay? And the other thing is, by doing that, be kind to yourself and kind to your kids, lower your expectation. You've got more room to build relationship with your children yeah. rather yeah. than actually push them to the point where they turn off and when you do come in tomorrow and they want to say something to them, they're already switched off or they've got their headphones on and their head facing the other way. They're not listening to you because you lost them yesterday, okay? So really, that's really important. One of the analogies I use is if you're a high jumper and you can't jump 1.5 metres, you don't put it up to 1.8. You bring it back down to 1.3 and then gradually build up in increments until you can jump it. So lower the expectation until you can get that running smoothly and hopefully things will begin to change after the announcements of today, but we'll see where that goes. But lower the expectation and gradually work up, right? That's really important on yourself and on your kids as well. Yeah, that's actually really... Uh, good advice. There's some great, great memes uh, that I like with my, <laughs> with my sense of humour. But one of the ones that I saw was a parent um, going back to the teachers and saying, in all those reports where you wrote that my child was a pleasure to work with, you lied to me. <laughs> I, I love that one. You lied to me. Well, yeah, you probably did. <laughs> And there's a, actually, Mike, I don't know if you'd like it, but there's another one that's got a couple of kids doing their homework, and one of them uh, in the mem just starts throwing stuff everywhere, and, and the caption is, I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I just think that's so cool. <laughs> I don't know where they get it from. Not from my home. Definitely not my, and I know none of you watching from Mount Clear Church of Christ, but for the rest of you, possibly there, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> How, how do you think, how can those people living on their own, and I'm thinking of a, a couple of people that I'm dealing with just in my own pastoral care, but people that are living on their own, how can they avoid loneliness in this season? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, it's hard enough for them at any time. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I had a conversation with a fellow on Friday, and I said, so what are you doing to get through this? Because you were finding it hard before. And he said, well, Mike, you know the thing that I've learned? I said, what? And he said, I'm going to ring them first. Instead of waiting for other people to ring me, 
I spent a lot of time ringing other people. And he, I said, well, how has that helped? And he said, well, it stopped me from complaining about them not ringing. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, I think that's one of the really important things. Don't wait for other people to call you. Call them first. Check in on them first, because they're probably feeling the same. And one of the things amongst... I was talking with a group of councillors on Saturday, and the thing we noticed that about two weeks ago, community across Victoria hit a wall. People were hanging out for things to get released, loosened up, and then nothing. And they hit a wall, and there was more a spike in violence, there was a spike in anxiety, a spike in calls to helplines. So about two weeks ago, people were starting to hit a wall. So people are really starting to feel it, right? And we haven't got the regulations loosened up probably enough as what we'd want yet, we all know that. But if one person's feeling it, there's going to be a lot of others. And if you can take a leaf out of Jesus when he said to people, treat others the way you want them to treat you. If you'd like people to call you, then you call them. Get in first. And I like the, what this person said to me. I was encouraged by it, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, I was doing a devotional. We have a devotional that goes out daily um, for our church, and it's called 21 Days of Love. And uh, and I just wish I could recall the, the passage of Scripture, but one of the devotionals that I pre-recorded today was all about us, when we're speaking, to speak kindly and with respect, yeah. um, keeping in check our tone, uh, particularly for those uh, that have uh, frustrated us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess we, we've all got a myriad of examples. You know, you're, you're in the traffic and someone's, you know, they're, they're blowing their horn at you or, you know, you're in a shopping line and it's huge and someone jumps in front of you. And I know no one ever gets frustrated by those things. Uh, but, you know, it was all about how are you going to deliver the message? How are you going to be able to speak in a way where it's actually received and received positively, not negatively? Yeah. And I think in this season, it's really important, particularly as Christians, we have the power to choose in every moment how we respond. Uh, we have the power to choose the way that we speak to people, uh, the tone in which we speak to people. You know, even if we're delivering a difficult truth, we can still deliver it in a way that someone will say, thank you for sharing that with me, rather than turning off, you know? Mm, mm, exactly, yeah. Well, personally, um, how have you found this season? Has it been difficult for you? Um, that's a good question. No one's asked me that, actually. Yeah. Um, that was mine, it's not a year. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Yeah, thought above and beyond, Andrew. That's great. Um, now, my wife has asked me, yeah, look, it, it has been difficult because, I, I mean, I still catch up with my supervisor, my professional mentors, if you like, but via phone and, and Zoom, it's not the same thing as sitting down and having a meal and yeah. discussing something over two hours rather than just having a half-hour catch-up, which yeah. is quite professional um, done. And nothing wrong with that, but it's not the same. And so I've missed that. But the greatest thing I've missed is just being around my grandkids. Yeah. I've yeah. been able to get the hugs from them, you know? Not been able to have them cling onto my beard and hang off it and hurt, and, but then afterwards go, gee, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I've missed it. Yeah. It's been difficult. But I've had to do some extra things, like going for long walks. Yeah. Um, been for a few runs. I went for a run yesterday. Went for a run on Friday. Went for a run on Saturday. Two, three days in a row went for a run. In that nice peak of Ballarat sunshine, yeah, in that yeah. lovely afternoon autumn sunshine. So they gave you probably a good five, ten minute run on all those days. Oh, I know, more than ten minutes, mate. <laughs> Goodness me. No. If you don't get your heart rate up over 120 for more than 20 minutes, it's not worth doing it. Oh, just have two coffees. No, 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 no. No, 
This is your how many for today? That's <laughs> uh, only my third, I think, for today. No, no. too late in the afternoon <laughs> for me. No. Um, in, in this season, you know, and you just shared that some of it's been difficult, um, and, and I figured that even in your, with your profession and, and in dealing with people, I know that when I'm dealing with people, I often read a lot into their body language, what they're doing, etc. In your work, in counselling people, does it, does it make it more difficult uh, in not being able to read people, knowing that in some cases people aren't totally honest, totally transparent? Yeah, yeah it does. People don't do that intentionally, though. No. No, that, that's just the way people are, including me and you. Yeah. Right? And so when you're watching a screen, for instance, you're looking deeper into a screen. It's not 3D. Yeah. Right? It's flat. You can't see the depth. Some things you can, but you can't see what's happening with the other. And since you're doing a couple, it's yeah. really hard. Sometimes all you see is the both heads filling up the screen, and that's <laughs> not enough to actually get reflection. But the truth is, even listening on a conversation on a phone call, yeah. it's harder to pick up the little nuances yeah, that yeah. you would normally read and say, what just happened then? Yeah. What do you mean? I just noticed you pulled back from your husband when you said that. Yeah. You can see it, and when you can't see that, you can't draw that into the conversation. Yeah. So it does make it harder, but that's, I'm, I'm not the only one in that boat. No, and no, when, no. And counselling isn't the only field in that no, as no. well. No. I, I imagine in dealing with couples, I'm just... I'm just Having some thoughts, church, that's all, uh, in dealing with some couples. If a cu- couples are having, uh, you know, moments and they come to see you, often they're not sitting close together. But no, now they'll be more like us here today, Andrew. Or even further apart. <laughs> even further apart. And, and now on a Zoom call, they've got to fit in front of a camera. <laughs> and you, they come close together. Yes, instead of leaning in that way, they <laughs> lean out that way. <laughs> yeah. um, in this season... That has been difficult for you. Do you feel like, um, what do you feel like God's saying to you in it? Well, I think the thing that I've got out of this season, and I actually wanted to say this today anyway, was that I think this is a time under pressure, doesn't matter whether it's this pandemic or anything else, but when we get under pressure, I really believe that what God wants for us to do is get back to basics. Because we, we try and overcomplicate things. Yeah. And I, I really do believe, and I think that's what's happened in our society in general anyway, not just because of the pandemic, even before that, that we've complicated our faith. We've complicated what it means to be a Christian. On Saturday, I was, I was at a conference where they were talking at a Zoom conference, talking about integration of um, theology and therapy, which was interesting for the whole day. <laughs> Oh, no, it was okay. It was one of those <laughs> things that you sort of have to attend because you've got to get the points, and if you don't do a certain amount in that area, you don't get your accreditation, and that's okay. But the, the guy leading it was quite good. He made some really valid points and got some good discussion going. But I come away from it feeling it was too theoretical, Yeah. and I'm not knocking that in itself because we do need to think deeper at times, but sometimes we need to get back to the basics and I think that's what God's been saying to me through this. Help people get back to the basics. You know, what are the basics of our faith? And like I said before, treating other people the way you would want them to treat you. Going back to, like I spoke here earlier on last year, later last year, might have been earlier this year, yeah. love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. You know, what does the Lord require of you but to act 
justly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And when you read that in the um, message, it actually says to live justly with your neighbour yeah. and show kindness. Yeah. And have compassion in your relationships and those you love and be loyal. And then it says, about being humble, it says, and don't take yourself too seriously, but take God seriously. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, and that's getting back to the basics. I really believe that. If we can strip everything else away and live as simply as that, even through this, you know, because we've got an opportunity, even where we live with our neighbours, to actually help them in simple ways, yeah. right? Yeah. And they value it. They appreciate it. They're older people. They're over 70. Yeah, totally. And they need someone to help get the groceries yeah. at times. Little things like yes, that. They and they value that. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we've actually found as a church community, as a, as a family, that our pastoral care for each other has actually increased mm. in this time of self-isolation uh, where we as a church were just giving some packs weekly we've been giving packs to the church and i think we're almost we're starting all over again a week ago or something or other but as people receive these little care packs filled with whatever um, my wife and some of the others have put in them one by one, people that had received the pack thought, wow, that is just so good. Um, let us give you something so that you can keep doing this, this thing. And it's just grown from there where others have actually done it just organically. You've just yeah. dropped yeah. things off, given money away, have made phone calls. Uh, the pastoral care has been phenomenal. Our prayer is that it'll, it'll continue yeah. um, to grow. Mm. You know, uh, it's, it's, I think our pastoral care was good before, but it's it's because of a situation like this in this pandemic, this time of isolation, that we've been aware of how people are feeling at home, that we've proactively have done something different that's actually um, created a small chain reaction through yeah. our church, Good, which has been lovely. Thank God for that. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Now, to those that are feeling stress and strain in their relationships <laughs> because they're stuck together, the inability to leave home <laughs> and each other... Uh, how can they work through some of those challenges? Yeah, well, that's, that's a big one. I've heard that numerous times over the past few weeks where people have packed their bags, got to the front door and then gone, oh, I'm not allowed to go anywhere anyway. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? And they've had to turn around and come back, literally, just like that. And the truth is, maybe this is God's way of saying to you, now work it out. Yeah. Right. So how do we work it out? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge you've got a problem. If you don't acknowledge there's a problem, and I don't mean with your partner, I mean you. You're the one with the bad pack ready to go. So if you're feeling like that, ask yourself the question, what is my problem? Not what my problem is with this other person. What's my problem with me? And what I try and get people to do is think about what are the values that I'm not fulfilling in my life that would make this relationship better? And if I take ownership of that and put that into practice, then that's going to make me a better person in this relationship. Then I can sit down with the other person and say, okay, what do I need to be for you? And take it from there. Yeah, yeah. Be, be able to come back to that. We have a, I have a problem. We have a problem. Let's talk about it. If you can't get to that, you're not going to get anywhere. The second thing, B, Believe that the other person wants to be in that relationship with you. That's why they haven't packed their bags and started heading out the door too. So be serious yeah, about that's that. Good. That's really important, right? Believe that they want to be there. And then C is communicate about what the difficulties are. Now, I know that sometimes that causes problems in relationship because some people don't know how to communicate without having arguments and fighting. So here's a couple of tips. Number one, 
admit that you don't know how to do it. Like I said, if you don't acknowledge a problem, you can't work with it. Second thing is believe that the other person actually does want to hear what you've got to say. Not about them, but about the issue, right? And then C, always check where's your motive coming from. Is this about hurting them or is this about healing the relationship? There are two people in a relationship, you and the other person. And if we're only saying things to hurt, then that's not going to help. But if we're going to say things because it's truthful and we want to heal, that's a different matter. That's where we've got to come from. So if we can get to that, that's going to make a huge difference for us. Absolutely. Um, our time's almost up. Is there anything that you'd like to say or to finish with um, for the people that are listening, watching? Yeah. My, my heart was drawn to Matthew 6, where Jesus in the Beatitudes was saying to the people in verses 25 down to verse 34, I think it is, he says, don't worry. Stop worrying, right? Don't worry. Go and have a look at the birds of the field. Go and look at the, the lilies out in the grass, in the, in the flowers in the paddock. Look at nature. That'll teach you something about how good God cares for people, how God can care for people. Take trust in that. Jesus said before he left this scene, we just celebrated Easter, let not your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. And if we all do that, instead of poking the finger and pointing and blaming at each other, we'll be better off. Amen. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. Um, for those that uh, some of Mike's advice has, has really touched, touched home or given you some insight, um, I hope you don't mind, but would it be okay if people wanted to get in contact with you that they did that? Yeah. yeah. So if anybody out there, if today's really um, hit a nerve or has made sense and you thought, wow, I wish I knew that before and you want to contact Mike, uh, I'm going to have his details just at the bottom of the page. You'll be able to scroll down and it'll be there for you. And feel free to, to contact him. Um, I would probably say this. I can only guarantee as strongly as, as this. I see Mike. My wife sees Mike. Many of my friends go to see Mike. And for whatever reason, we go back. And I think that's a reference in and of itself. Uh, thanks again. No I really appreciate it. God bless. Yeah.